welcome to Alchemy Land, where we playfully explore creativity, consciousness, and healing. I'm your host, Tage. Welcome to episode three. Today we continue with another installment of The Llama Letters. Here we go. Dear Dolly, Hi, I was thinking about you today when I got David Byrne's Reasons to be Cheerful newsletter. Do you get it? If not, I can forward it to you and you can sign up if you want. It's pretty good, and as you might have guessed, overall it's really positive, and I think it's up your alley. Well, one of the articles talks about teaching happiness to school children in Germany and other places. I didn't realize you could teach happiness, but apparently you can. I should have known. As I said, I thought about you right away, and funnily enough, they mention you in one paragraph. They said that you visited some school children in India where they are also teaching happiness. They didn't say which school or where or when, so I don't know if this is something that happened recently or not. Maybe they just threw in your name to give the article some oomph? In any case, I never thought about putting happiness into a school curriculum till now. It's pretty obvious once you start thinking about it. I mean, who wouldn't want to actually be happy during school? You know, I don't remember being given an option to be happy during elementary school, but I do remember being unhappy. Were you always happy, or did you have to work at it? What about when you were in the fourth grade? Wait, do they even have fourth grade in Tibet? When I was in the fourth grade, I had Mr. Hagee at Tremaine Street School. He was a part-time sheriff or cop or something, and also an elementary school teacher. I know, weird, right? Anyway, he had a uniform, and he seemed pretty serious about law and order. We didn't know how serious at first, but we just knew it was cool that he had a badge and a uniform, and that he would wear it every once in a while to school. One time he brought in a gun to school and showed it to us all. It worked on our fourth grader minds. He was an officer with a gun, and he was our teacher. We were kind of dazzled. Well, Mr. Hakey was pretty calm and serious, and treated us like little adults, or at least older kids, which personally made me feel powerful. But I didn't realize he was into manipulation and mind games, too. The first thing I remember is when he was talking about the dinosaur fossils at the Page Museum in Los Angeles, and he asked if anyone had any questions. I raised my hand and proudly said when called upon, I've been to the Page Museum. I thought he might be impressed, but instead he ignored me and said to the class, I said, are there any other questions? I felt pretty devastated. Then there was the time when we had elections in our class for a mock government, and I got to be secretary of the fourth grade treasury. I got to handle the fake money that we earned from doing menial tasks like organizing the chairs or passing out papers. Also, as elected officials, we were empowered to write citations and monitor our classmates for stuff that we thought was wrong. Yep, policing. So, one time I heard this kid in our class named Jamie say a bad word in the cafeteria at lunchtime. A cuss word. Wiener. I decided to get official and gave him a warning that I would give him a ticket for cussing. Then he taunted me with, Wiener, Wiener. 
So I followed through and wrote him up. Next, we held a mock trial in the classroom, over which Mr. Hagee presided, as the judge, of course. I presented my evidence and won the case. Jamie was fined, and I, as treasurer, had to collect five fake dollars from him. Mr. Hagee approved. Jamie just said I was a jerk. Not a cuss word, apparently. And I felt terrible. Boy, those lessons on how to be happy sure could have been helpful then. Do you think the whole Wiener trial would have gone down differently if I'd been learning happiness in the fourth grade instead of authoritarianism? I guess you've dealt a lot with authoritarian types, governments, and so forth, and I wonder how you were handling that as a kid. It would be pretty interesting to know. But I'm still thinking about Mr. Hagee, and I haven't thought about him for a long time. But now that I do, I realize I've been thinking of him negatively all these years, judging him as a sadistic so-and-so. And it didn't occur to me to ever forgive him. But I guess that is something I can still do, isn't it? Do you think it's important to go back and forgive people from our past, even our fourth grade teachers? I guess I could try to think that Mr. Hagee was just trying to teach us what he thought was right and inspire us to be good citizens. Is that like the compassion you're always talking about? I suppose I don't have to know about his motives, and even if I don't agree with his methods, I can think about him in a different light and start forgiving him. Hmm, I guess I could ask for Jamie's forgiveness too while I'm at it. Oh, wait... I could also forgive myself, too, right? Boy, this stuff gets complicated. I hope I didn't go on too long trying to figure all that out with my stories and all. You'd probably say it doesn't matter anyway as long as I'm learning. So, thanks. Your friend, Tage. P.S. By the way, I attended fourth grade in a public school in the 80s when ketchup was counted as a vegetable, but I did go to some private schools as well. There were some doozies. Remind me to tell you about the one where we sang a school theme song to the tune of Star Wars. P.P.S. I don't know if you've been to the Page Museum, but it's pretty cool. Next time you're in L.A., let's go look at the enormous fossils of the Tyrannosaurus Rex and the Brontosaurus. Also, the nearby La Brea Tar Pits are worth a look. Don't know if you care at this point, but we might run into some fourth graders... Thanks for listening to another installment of The Llama Letters. I hope you're feeling happy. We'll see you next time on the Alchemy Land podcast.